Welcome back to the Adult Study Guide podcast from Bogard Press. We're glad you've joined us as we look at the winner of 2021-2022 Adult Study Guide, The Gospel of Grace. As Brother Mark Clements walks us through the Book of Romans, we will see a beautiful picture of God's love for all people and His desire for them to know Him as Lord and Savior. Each week, Brother Mark will walk us through this story as we look at God's grace for us and others. Take it away, Brother Mark! Today's lesson is the Gospel of Grace and Paul's Plans from Romans 15:14 through 16, 27. Seeking the Context Most people have childhood memories of daydreaming about what they would be when they grew up. Usually, as children grow, their plans for the future change or become more refined. Some of us even waited until we got to college before we finally decided on plans for the future. As children of God, the way we approach planning is vastly different from the way others consider the future. Success for the Christian is not defined by the amount of money earned or assets accumulated. We do not define success by the type of vocation we may have or how big our families may be. For the Christian, success is being faithful with God's blessings, using them to bring Him the most glory possible in the advancement of His kingdom. With this definition of success in mind, Christians make plans for their future. Instead of taking jobs based on how much money they earn, a Christian might take the job that provides the greatest opportunity to influence others with the gospel. Instead of spending vacation time and money relaxing in luxury for a week, a Christian might use his vacation time and money to serve with a missionary overseas. Instead of working hard in order to retire extravagantly, a Christian might retire in order to move to the mission field. There are countless ways followers of Christ can plan for their future, and today's text will highlight some principles to assist in making plans that glorify God. Paul wrapped up his epistle to the Romans by making them prayerfully aware of his own plans for the future. He was confident they would consider his message with seriousness, reminding them that he felt compelled to contend for their holiness like a priest. Romans 15, 14-16 He intended to visit them in person, but he had to make sure his plans aligned with God's plans for him. Since we are called to be stewards of God's grace, we should not approach the future haphazardly. We must be wise with how we utilize our time, energy, and resources so that we may bring honor to God. At the same time, though, we acknowledge that we do not have control over the future. Today, we will learn from Paul how to plan for the future. How difficult is it for you to trust God with your future? Searching the text. Number one, be faithful where you are. Romans 15, 22. For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. Have you ever noticed it is usually the busiest person who gets asked to do a new project? As a pastor, I know this happens quite often. When new opportunities to minister come along and we need people to head them up, the people we think of first are the ones who have already proven themselves to be faithful in the Lord's work. It is generally true in most organizations that 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people. Those who work hard are usually the ones who get more opportunities. This was the case for Paul. 
While we do not have full records of all the apostles and early church missionaries, it would be safe to assume very few missionaries were as busy as Paul was. Paul traveled so extensively that he knew many of the people in the Roman church, though he had never been to Rome himself. He took the gospel all over the eastern part of the Roman Empire, planting churches in key cities. He saw his ministry stretching from Jerusalem to Illyricum, or modern-day Albania, establishing churches where the gospel had not yet been preached, Romans 15, 18-20. As much as Paul desired to go to Rome, he was prevented because of his commitment to take Christ where he had not yet been named. Paul's burden for the Gentiles compelled him to stay focused on the task at hand, no matter how much he wanted to visit Rome. His love for others compelled him to keep busy where he was. From time to time, we might become impatient with desires to serve in new ways or places. Our current setting might become too challenging or boring, and we may daydream about doing something else. Of course, God may call us to do something new and give us the passion and opportunity to do it, but we must be careful not to leave our current ministry undone. Until God opens the door of timing and opportunity, we must be faithfully devoted to our current work. Paul was hindered in traveling to Rome because he was busy doing what God had called him to do. He would not leave the work undone, especially with no one else slated to take his place. There were people, most of whom he did not know, who were dependent upon him carrying the gospel to them. Paul would not leave the task unfinished. While we may be waiting for the next big challenge to come about, look around and make sure we are making the most of every opportunity today. Jesus taught that those who are faithful in little things will be faithful in big things also. Luke 16.10 God gives us plenty of opportunities every day to show our faithfulness where we are. Let us be faithful in service. Why is it so important to make the most of your current situation for God's glory? Number two. Plan with the kingdom in mind. Romans 15, 23-29 But now, having no more place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you in my journey, and to be brought on my way thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. But now I go unto Jerusalem to minister unto the saints." For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It hath pleased them verily, and their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. When therefore I have performed this, and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain." And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Growing up as a preacher's kid, a lot of my summertime memories include traveling to the ABA national meetings. Many of those trips included stops along the way to attend a Major League Baseball game. Going to the baseball game was not the purpose of the trip, but it was certainly a highlight I remember vividly. If you had asked my opinion, I would have explained to you that we took the trip to watch a baseball game, which was interrupted by a messenger meeting. <laughs> Perspective in planning makes a difference. Paul had big plans for the future of his ministry. He had finished planting churches everywhere he had been, and now his focus was set on traveling all the way to Spain. 
On his way to Spain, though, he intended to stop and visit the brethren in Rome. First, though, he had to carry the offering he collected for the saints in Jerusalem. Everything Paul planned to do was kingdom-focused. He was sure that wherever he went, he would arrive in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. The advancements of God's kingdom guided his every step. We know Paul was sidetracked along the way by troubles and persecution. Surely his travel plans did not work out exactly how he had envisioned them. But everything he planned was for the gospel's sake. God's kingdom was his driving force. Like Paul, we should make plans for the future. Maybe we should make ambitious plans. But every plan we should make should be within the parameters of kingdom-mindedness. When people ask my advice about things like whether to get married, whether to take a new job, or whether to move, there is wisdom in doing whatever will advance the kingdom of God the most. Of course, we can make our plans, but that does not necessarily mean they will come about or come to pass in the ways we imagine. Historians do not believe Paul ever made it to Spain, though that was certainly his ambition. Just because we may not see our plans come about the way we think they should does not mean we should not plan. If our plans have one major goal in mind, namely to make disciples of Jesus through sharing the gospel, we can be sure that everything that we do will work toward that end. How do God's desires shape your plans for the future? Number three, trust God to guide you. Romans 15, 30 through 33. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted by the saints, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. James addressed Christians who boasted about the plans they would make for the future. They would presumptuously determine to travel and make money as if their plans were foolproof. James corrected this attitude by reminding them that they do not even know whether they will be alive the next day, much less be able to make a living. They forgot the brevity of life, that it is just a vapor that can vanish quickly. James established the correct way to approach plans for the future when he wrote, Ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. James 4.15 Paul concluded this section by begging his readers to pray for him. He had made his plans for the gospel's sake, and he desperately wanted them to come about. But he knew nothing would happen according to his plans unless God worked to accomplish them. He asked prayers for protection as he returned to Jerusalem and faced persecution. He asked them to pray that he would be well received by the brethren. Finally, he asked prayers for the opportunity to visit them, bringing the joy and refreshment of the gospel. We should make plans to glorify God with the rest of our lives on this earth, but at the same time, we must ask God to guide us each step of the way. If we make plans without considering the will of God, we demonstrate the arrogance about which James warned us. We cannot presume the blessings of God will continue uninterrupted, nor should we assume we will live long enough to see our plans come to fruition. Instead, we place our lives firmly into the hands of God each moment of each day and ask Him to guide us. 
no matter what happens in the future, we can be sure that if we trust God to guide us, His peaceful presence will be with us. Paul's final words of this chapter make that wish for his readers, namely, that whatever may happen, the God of peace would be with them. Life is full of uncertainty, and only God knows exactly how everything will happen. As we make arrangements to live God-honoring lives, our testimonies grow in strength when we trust Him fully in the middle of life's uncertainties. How can you depend upon God daily to guide your steps? Setting the Application Paul finally did arrive in Rome. It took much longer than he expected and included false accusations, imprisonment, chains, shipwrecks, and snake bites. When he arrived in Rome as a prisoner, though, the brethren who read this letter met him. They traveled from near and far to greet him face to face, and he thanked God for bringing them together. Acts 28, 14-16 Of all the things we can say about the future, one thing for certain is that it most likely will not turn out exactly the way we daydreamed it would. We typically imagine the easiest routes to get where we want to go, but God usually has different plans. There will be stops and pitfalls along the way and maybe even a few detours. Nothing we face in the future takes God by surprise. Instead, He uses everything to grow our faith and prepare us for eternity with Him. Along the way, our gospel testimony might become more convincing since we hold fast to Jesus through every unexpected twist or turn. God will never leave us. The question is whether or not we will make plans that bring Him glory. Today, we have the chance to serve God faithfully where we are. The future is bright for the child of God who commits to glorify Him no matter what comes next. What plans do you have to advance God's kingdom? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible daily devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.